Welcome back to the 1009 Podcast Trade Reaction Edition. Uh, Jeff Passan dropped a nuke on us all barely 24 hours ago. Uh, Corbin Burns is now a Baltimore Oriole. And if you don't know an Orioles fan, I don't blame you, but I do. And he's right here. It's my good friend Tim O up in the Maryland area. Diehard Orioles fan. Was very, very excited. Um, Take me through your initial thought process as that tweet slash alert slash text comes across your screen and you're made aware of this listen it's a great time to be an orioles fan especially in baltimore um the last 24 hours the orioles have gotten everything that they've wanted for the past 10 15 years you know all the time orioles fans are asking for elite starting pitching give us elite starting pitching but most of all we wanted the owner out of baltimore because we know that the angelos family kind of a scumbags, kind of been lying to all the fans of Baltimore for years and years and years. And now with David Rubenstein buying the team with uh, not to mention Cal Ripken being a part of that ownership group, puts that face into Baltimore and gives, uh, gives the fans something exciting, uh, exciting to look forward to. Now Rubenstein is worth $3.7 billion, which is um, more than Angelos was worth. Um, although he only has 40% of the team now, uh, the agreement is that he's going to buy out the rest of the 60% when Peter Angelos, the uh, patriarch of the Angelos family, dies. And he's been in, you know, ill condition for the past several years now. So first things first, we got to mention that the new owner for the Orioles has been something that we've been waiting for for a long time. Not not even 48 hours after the uh, the announcement of the sale of the team, we get the tweet, the text, the passing bomb saying that the Orioles have signed or traded for Corbin Burns. And I tell you, I was jumping out of my chair, running around, screaming like a maniac when I saw that. Um, again, like I said, Orioles fans have been waiting for starting pitching a top-of-the-line starting pitcher for a long time. We all thought it was going to be Dylan Cease, maybe, but apparently the White Sox have been asking for Jackson Holiday, which we know Orioles fans are not going to give that up. Now let's talk about the other half of this trade. So we get Corbin Burns, but we've also given up D.L. Hall, Joey Ortiz, and a competitive balance pick, which now you can trade uh, certain picks in the MLB, which wasn't a thing before. Um, if I'm if I'm correct there. If you're not an Orioles fan, you might not know about Joey Ortiz, but Joey Ortiz, you know, his path to Baltimore was always going to be blocked, especially as a shortstop. Uh, we know that the Orioles farm system is absolutely loaded. Uh, they got people in front of him like Jackson Holiday, Gunnar Henderson, and then even if he wanted to play middle infield or the corner of the infield, you had Kobe Mayo blocking him there, too, along with Jordan Westberg. But Joey Ortiz is not your typical power hitter. He's more of like a contact guy. He hit above 300 in his time in AAA. But his strength is really in his defense. He's got an elite, elite top-of-the-line glove. And, you know, it's I'm happy for him that he gets to go to Milwaukee and maybe, you know, get a chance to be an everyday player. D.L. Hall, that you know, that one stings. Um Orioles fans have been waiting for him to kind of develop for a long time now. He's got uh, elite stuff, especially coming from the left hand or, yeah, as a lefty. He throws absolute gas. Um, he's got great stuff. But the one thing that he didn't really 
you know, master was his control these past couple of years. The walks number, the walk numbers were up, not to mention he's had a couple setbacks with injuries. Um, but, you know, in order to get a good player, top of the line player like Corbin Burns, you're going to have to give up good players. And, you know, if those who don't know, like the Orioles prospects could look at this trade and say it's a fleece. But we got to remember, we only have one year of control for Corbin Burns, um, and he's a Boris client, so he's gonna he's gonna get paid this off season. And then, um, but to give up some homegrown talent, you know, it kind of stings for Orioles fans. But we've got plenty more prospects that we have. Um, still didn't trade our top five prospects, which includes the likes of Jackson Holiday, Samuel Basalo, Colton Cowser, Kobe Mayo, Heston Kerstad. Um, not giving up those guys was huge for us. So, I mean, if we want to dive into Corbin Burns for the Orioles, the reason why all the fans should be excited is, obviously, he's a top five pitcher in the league. 2020, his ERA was 211. 2021 was 243. 22 was 294. And then we're, we're getting him after his, you know, worst, quote-unquote, worst statistical ERA year. And he was still at a 339, which is absolutely fantastic. The thing about Corbin Burns is his hard hit rate or his hard hit percentage is 32.4%, which is in the 89th percentile, which means he doesn't really get hit that hard. Um, Now, the Orioles starting pitching rotation now, you know, projected, obviously, but opening day, we could have Corbin Burns followed up by Kyle Bradish, who had a great year last year, finished fourth in Cy Young voting. Grayson Rodriguez, who in the second half of the year had a sub three ERA. John Means, who used to be our ace, now is coming back from Tommy John. And then Dean Kramer, who can be a solid middle to back of the rotation guy. And then you also got the likes of Tyler Wells if you're in a pinch. So, I mean, as an Orioles fan, super exciting time. Stings that we lose uh, Joey Ortiz and D.L. Hall, but that's a price I'm willing to pay to get the likes of Corbin Burns. Yeah, I mean, that, that all checks out. I mean, you mentioned the top end talent, the pitching need, essentially. I mean, not even two days after the change in ownership, clearly a change in mindset. They went and got the guy. The year control isn't ideal. And you mentioned Boris. That's always going to bring a dollar sign behind it. Um, the cease piece of it, there were Braves fans kind of heckling Alex Anthopoulos about a cease trade. And he was like, I tried. That, that asking price is so high. So we may think that this trade looks even better if a secondary move happens in the market to where another pitcher moves. Um, and as far as prospects go, you mentioned the top of the shelf untouched. This is a team. I mean, the comp pick piece of it is really not a common thing. I mean, NBA teams trade 15 draft picks a week, especially with the deadline coming up and to buy bats and I, you don't really see that in baseball. It's not always been allowed, like you mentioned as well. Um, but with a team like Baltimore, where the top of the shelf is so stacked, you can afford to even lose the comp pick to replenish the two guys you lost just because there still remains a log jam up there. Um, solid five in the rotation. That was funny. You actually predicted the rotation long before, uh, you know, some of the general projections came out. So that, that speaks to your credibility, uh, as an Orioles lifer. Um, and I mean, this team is not, I don't think they were a team that had to have a splash move. They won 101 games last year. They just ran into a Texas team at the wrong time. Like everybody else did in the playoffs, um, which is painful and you hate it. But some of those guys did get playoff innings, playoff experience, um, and they won what even still this year should be a hell of a division race. Uh, I think looking at the futures market, I think they still sit behind the Yankees as far as odds to win the AL East. 
Um, but I mean, as we've seen from the Yankees since the turn of the 2010s, that there's always some reason they come up short. So, um, uh, you know, I, I think the future's bright in Baltimore as a product of everything you've mentioned as far as who's still not peaking yet. Um, and they keep adding top talent, which is kind of allows them to do what they did in, with the Burns deal in giving up a pretty good package. I don't think the Brewers got fleeced. I think that that comp pick even is a great chance to kind of even up this trade. Obviously, Corbin Burns, the bigger name. Um, but as we see in baseball trades all the time, a couple years down the road, you look at it and we may think the complete opposite. Um, but I think this puts the team in a great position, what should be. Uh, just an absolute arms race in the AL. Everybody's chasing Texas. They try to repeat. Houston's there. Uh, the Yankees are there. The Rays are never truly gone away. Um, so, I mean, even as far as the AL East goes, I think this is going to equip you guys pretty well um, for the season ahead. And, I mean, does this change? Are your expectations for the 24 season different post this deal compared to, like, Monday morning? Um yeah, for sure. Obviously, when you add a top-line starter like Corbin Burns, the expectation is going to go up, um, especially with like starting pitching being like the weakest aspect of our team. And the Orioles won 101 games last year and were, was first place in the AL. Like you said, we, I mean, we ran into a hot Rangers team, which stinks, but credit to those guys, one of the youngest teams in the league, being able to make it there. So I think it's only up from here. Um, you know, GM Michael Elias, credit to him for all the work that he's done. But, you know, I, I don't think even he would have expected that the Orioles would have had this trajectory this fast. Um, I think they're still ahead of schedule, which is why we've held on to a lot of the prospects that we still have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. The AL East is going to be a bloodbath again. You still got the likes of the Rays. I know that they gave up um, Glass now, McClanahan's hurt, and then you have the other situation with Wanda Franco. But um, the Rays are going to find a way to figure that out. But then the Yankees, you know, you, you can never count out the Yankees. And I know it's fun to pick on them for never actually, you know, making it all the way, living it up to their potential in the past decade or so. But it's hard to overlook the likes of Aaron Judge and Juan Soto and Trent Grisham in the outfield. Um, they got Verdugo, too. So they've got they've got a little bit of an overhaul, I would say, in the Yankees, uh, in the Yankees team. I mean, Toronto, you know, Toronto's really talented too, with the likes of Bo Bichette and uh, cover athlete boy Vlad Guerrero yeah, Jr. That's, that's a choice. That was a terrible choice. Who um, would you have gone with on the cover? I th- I can't understand why they wouldn't have taken Acuna there. I um, yeah, I, me and Bailey talked about it. Uh, we just put out an episode and we touched on the coverage because. I was also in the Acuna Jr. camp, coming off MVP, 40-70. Um, I, I mean, talk about timing. I mean, just it was shocking to me. And we even mentioned a couple of the young guys, the Orioles you've already mentioned, being, I mean, Adley Rutschman on the cover. I, I think that would have batted less eyes. Um, so, I mean, just interesting choice. I guess there was something to be said for their marketing because that got us all talking about it. Um, but uh, I thought that was funny you mentioned that too because uh, you're not the only one shocked about that. Yeah, two straight years with a swing and a miss for the cover athletes because last year it was Jazz Chisholm, if I can remember correctly. But I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a good player, but I mean, Vlad's an above average player. I just didn't think he had the best year compared to right. the likes of Acuna. Momentum but wise, anyway, he was lagging behind. Exactly. Um, 
anyway, as I get back to what I was saying, Toronto, they're, they're talented. Um, you never know if Alec Manoa can bounce back to form. Um, and then you got Boston. Um, you know, they don't really, I mean, looking at them on paper, you might think that they'll finish last in the division this year, but the AL East is always just a bloodbath. I equate it to the AFC North, which another Baltimore team's in that we won't talk about right now, but that's always a bloodbath in that division too. So, you know, being in tough divisions, I guess, opens the door for other teams to sneak into wild cards and things like that. But, you know, I'm happy about this deal. I really think it gives us a good chance to um, repeat as um, division champs, and hopefully we can actually win a playoff game this year. Yeah, no, I mean, you mentioned ahead of schedule. NBA-wise, I'm a Thunder fan. That's a characteristic that's been attached to them a lot this year um, as they've jumped to the top of the standings well before anybody thought they would with their – War chest of young talent and picks. Um, but, I mean, it's it's exciting. You guys went, made a huge swing for a veteran presence, um, top of his position, just absolutely elite, stud, proven veteran, whatever other characters you're going to use. And I think that's going to be huge as they navigate, like you said, the AL East. And, I mean, Boston's Boston. That's still a dozen-plus games a year against a team that has nothing to lose if they're going to be that bad. So it's just never, never an easy game, despite what the standings may say. Um, on the way out, trivia for you. Who do the Orioles open with opening week series, opening day series? Who's their uh, first series? Man, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the Angels on March 28th. It is. So congrats on Snell in advance. You can pitch him the second game, and uh, we'll score one run in three games. But um, I am very envious of your ability to cast away ownership groups that just poison the franchise. So um, I'm jealous, but I'm very, very happy for you. And if Art Moreno is watching this. Um, sell the team. Just just sell it. I don't care who it's <laughs> just, just sell it. And then we'll sign Snell and uh, maybe crack 85 wins. That's something crazy like that. But um, you were the first name that came to mind when we were talking uh, amongst me, Bailey, and Jacob about the trade and just the general shock of, um, you know, a lot of moving pieces and parts in Baltimore this week. Um, it's been a very transformative five days for the franchise, but it appears that all the things are pointing in the right direction um, in the upward direction. So um, I'm excited about what this means for Baltimore this year and beyond. Who knows? Maybe he does, you know, put off Boris. He's like, maybe I don't need $50 million a year just quite yet. Maybe I'll stick around for a little bit. Um, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AL. So um, appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck to your Orioles after their third game of the season this year. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Go O's. Subscribe.